When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. A brand new edition of the Winning Plays Podcast. And boys and girls, we have a special one for you right now. It's the reunion pod. Rich Levine, paging in from the West Coast. Michael Pina, paging in from Brooklyn, fresh with a new job. Entering fatherhood, just like all sorts of things to talk about. Gentlemen, it's a pleasure to see your faces. Thanks thanks for coming back on here. I like that we have a mic and then you lost your mic. Right, listen, <laughs> we're rolling with the punches here today. Yeah. It's a better replacement. I'll take this mic over my mic. <laughs> it's great to see you guys. Great to have amazing to see Amazing to see all of you. So exciting. Um, a, lot of, a lot of changes in life. You know, things are <laughs> happening. There's a lot, of, stuff. a lot of good changes with this group, I feel like. Celtics, there have been other changes too. We can get to those later. Um, but first, we need to talk about Mike's big change of rate, joining the ringer as of, is it two weeks now, Mike? Uh, like three, I think. Three-ish, yeah. And Mike has already had plenty of great stuff on the Nets melting down, which we'll get to in a second. Zion Williamson and the Pelicans, and you can listen to him regularly on the ringers collection of pods nba pods so um i know i have already so mike it's just it's great to see the meteoric rise uh, continuing um on the national stage if you have to actively root against the nets now because not root against them but like the chaos is good that's good for business isn't it <laughs> i don't i don't know um it's kind of like disgusting is how I would describe it but um and like yeah you guys know me like I just I personally like talking and watching and thinking about basketball more so than um anti-semitism players that are yeah exactly you know uh pro-Hitler propaganda that's really not uh my bag personally so it's, uh, but ge- yeah, generally um, it's been a lot of fun so far, very early on. And I'm really excited for this season. It's already, it feels like the season is like six months old. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. There's been that much storylines from a Celtics perspective in the, in that these six weeks to last, uh, I think six months here. So, um, well, I'll throw it to you guys here. I'll, I'll throw it to Rich. Rich is usually the voice of direction for this for this wow. podcast in the past and hopefully once more. So we'll, we'll go to him here. Like where, where do you want to go Rich right now? Do we have, we have the, we have the immediate Doka situation, okay. uh, whether it's him going to the nets or just the Celtics, Marcus smart and Jalen Brown had some pretty eye-opening quotes on uh, that decision yesterday. So we can go there or we can just go, we can start with the team. Seven so games in the year. But my question, my question for the two guys who are very plugged in. This is great. I'm a little rusty. It's 8 a.m. out here. Um, it's, a, it's an honor to get to talk to two guys who are so connected. Do either of you know what, like the details, details of what happened with Ime? I can, t- I can tell on Pina's face that he does. He might, <laughs> he might not say. So Mike, w- without giving too much, there's a good reason he'll never coach the Celtics again. 
I would say I don't 100 percent know what happened. I just know from, you know, things that you hear. I'm sure you guys have heard things. Yeah, right. Um, Two women both married, was told to stop, didn't stop pursuing potentially. Like that's where it got a little a little iffy. I would say just generally, I'm surprised that another organization after however many weeks it's been since this became public would pursue Ime Udoka as their head coach, particularly one that is just, I mean, it's like a PR disaster after disaster after disaster on a daily basis with the Brooklyn Nets. So for them to bring in Ime and I was at Sean Marks presser, you know, he's asked pointedly like, how can you basically, how can you bring in Ime Udoka given the scandal that has erupted in Boston and what's going on in your own organization. And he denied that they were going to hire Ime did said he didn't know who the coach next <laughs> head coach would be, but also said that they um, vet everyone who comes in the organization and take a long look at uh, whoever they hire's prior relationships was a part of his quote. And I was just like, <laughs> okay, that might take, that might take some time with you, man. <laughs> you guys are a total joke. Um, yeah, I, I'm i just surprised that he is potentially going to be back in the league as quickly as this on another team. It's all just very bizarre. Um, and I, I, I don't really know what else to say. It's just a really strange situation. And I, I, at first, I don't think it's going to work for Brooklyn or for him, frankly. Either way, yeah. But B-Rub, do you think that, that that Marcus and Jalen know the details or they just know what's sort of been kind of vaguely described to the public? Yeah, I'm sure they've every, you know, kind of second, third hand, you know, accounts of, you know, hearsay. Um, I don't know if they're talking to, to Matt Barnes about it um, based on what, you know, his quotes about the situation were weeks ago. But no, it's clear that, I mean, more than anything else, and this was the, the case on Media Day and it was the case yesterday, is that like they, they're they hurt by it. They Those are like you know, they're big fans of Ime and Jalen, I think was actively part of like getting Ime hired in the first place. And I'm sure smart was part of that equation too last year. So when, you know, they think they have a good thing going with their head coach and went to the finals and to see that kind of taken away from them um, without knowing all the details, you understand that perspective of them being upset about it. But I do think that whether the Celtics need to pull these guys aside at some point, when this all becomes done with, you know, when Ime is officially out the door, they can, you know, kind of sit them down and explain things more fully if they're allowed to do that. I'm not sure if they are for, for legal reasons, or it's a fact that, Hey, Jalen Marcus, listen, this is Ime's fault here. That this is like, if you guys don't want to be mad at anyone, be mad at Ime for making obviously a pretty big number of mistakes here to get to a point where he, the Celtics clearly had to suspend him indefinitely. And I mean, let's put a note, like there was a 0% chance he was going to come back here next year. Like, when, when the team released a statement to, to, to spend Ime for the year indefinitely, and they wouldn't even, and Ime had to release his own statement on his own, like not even through the team there, that said it all for me like last month. So he did have Woj also to, to release all his statements. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, so let's, um, it, it's, you'd think that over the course of time, Marcus and Jan will kind of, you know, reason or just come to terms with that. But this is still, bottom line here is this, this is, this is Ime's fault. And um, and now it's the Joe Mazzulla era officially. Officially, well, he's still the interim head coach. Interim. They never had a press conference for him either. Like they never even announced in the release that he was the interim head coach. So I wonder how they, if they do anything to 
to change that officially or not here as we move forward. Um, but clearly, this is this is his job to lose until further notice, which is I don't can know. I just what, throw this, yeah, can I throw this out there. Um, I think Joe Missoula has done a. First of all, it's really disturbing to me that I'm older than Joe Missoula. <laughs> like my, my man, the day get used I became, to it. Get used to I know it. the day I became <laughs> older than the head coach of the Celtics, I was not expecting it to hit this soon. Life comes at you very fast. I will say, um, you know, if it doesn't work out this season, I don't know what the internal expectations are. I guess the internal expectations are to make a deep playoff run, go to the finals, win the championship. If they fall short of that, the one head coach out there who's kind of been slipping under the radar, who's incredible, um, who I think would be wonderful in Boston is Quinn Snyder. I'm just going to throw that name out there. No reporting whatsoever. Mm. Um, just I'm, <laughs> I'm interested in in that as a possibility at some point if Missoula doesn't work out. But he deserves every opportunity to. And he's done a pretty good job so far. I mean, they have one of the best offenses in the NBA. Dude, uh, Rich, to- right, like, Coach Murray has in this. Like, would would dropping Missoula after this year, though, if they same thing, you know, they flame out, they have a bad first round exit, will like, you know, casting them aside there, do you, would that risk something with the players to be like, okay, you guys lost Ime. You brought in this guy that we know pretty well and Joe we like, but obviously the, if that doesn't work out for no reason, do they feel, do you feel like that's a point of concern or gives him more reason to say, okay, we're going to give Joe an extra year here as opposed to uh, a fresher, obviously a more proven face like uh, Snyder? Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, let me say that I, I'm older than Jason Tatum's mom. <laughs> So don't feel bad. Okay, I feel a lot better. I feel better. (laughs) Um, Okay, Grandpa. (laughs) Second, um, she was also a grandmother at like 36, but I'm older than Jason Tatum's mom. That's the fact. Um, So if Missoula doesn't work out, and I think we're jumping the gun a little bit. No, I mean, this is... He has done nothing in my mind to to not keep this. I don't necessarily know if like an older, rigid, white coach with like... I mean, everyone's got a few skeletons if you if you live long enough. But Quinn's got some skeletons that maybe match up a little bit with with, <laughs> with, 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 with emails potentially. I don't know if that is the the right mix for me for right now. I don't even want to think about the next coach. I want to think about Joe Mazzulla. He's got this year at least, um, and he's got one of the best teams in the East. He's got a team right now. Like you know, we, we can we can nitpick what happens against the Cavs. Like they could have won both those games. I think that was really Donovan Mitchell being the best player on the court when it mattered and the two losses to Cleveland, I think. Certainly Friday night, yes. Mike, what do you think? Uh, this is actually a topic that I wanted to broach with you guys as, like, big picture, um, just a conversation starter. But I've been thinking about it for a few days. I think right now Jason Tatum is the most complete basketball player in the NBA. I had that written. Two-way players. Where does he rank among the best two-way players in the league? I want to get. I just want to get your thoughts on that. See if you think it's crazy. If it, I don't think it's crazy, but like, just who is even else in that conversation to compete with him? And I don't, I'm not saying he's the best player in the league. I'm saying he has the fewest flaws among all stars right now. And I, I thought it's, it's like against, him and Giannis, right? Is that like, I feel like for this season? I feel like that, that that's the guys in the conversation. The, sure, and to be honest, we we know what Giannis. I'm talking when I say Tatum being complete. I mean like elite three level scorer. He's passing. The vision is there. He's rebounding. His defense is. I mean, it's all defensive team caliber. Like last night was, um, 
it was a show. Like he doesn't play that well in every game, but he's a very, very good defender on a what normally is a very good defense. Um, the block on Mitchell was the, insane. Like that was it was, that, it was it was great. He had a chase down earlier. Like he he's just. I just think he's he's amazing, and he's taking this other leap right now. That is, it's early in the season, but he's just. I, I just don't know how many guys are better beyond like Jokic, Giannis, Luca, Steph. Like, name me another obvious player who's better than Jason Tatum. I, I, I can't do it. But again, if you're talking total package, I mean, take Luca and Steph out. They're, they're below Tatum if you're, if you're factoring in defense, right? In the complete player discussion, yes, that's, that's, yes, exactly. I would say that. And I also love, and this, this, this goes to sort of the physical nature of his game this year, like getting to the foul line more than ever and shooting more than over 90% from the foul line. Yeah, it's a really I mean, good point, Rich. Like, I mean, seven attempts per game already. That has to be, I want to say probably top five in the league. Well, looking at it, it has to be top five to top 10 in the league total. And that was probably one of the last pieces of his game that was missing. It's like getting there consistently. And he's showing that this year. He's, I think his shot selection has been better than ever this year as a whole. And to me though, this is not to put like a, a damper on it, but like, for him to be playing at this level and for the Celtics to be four and three to start the year is like, ah, like that's not like it's a huge deal given, you know, the landscape of the Eastern conference right now, a lot of teams have gone off the worst starts in the Celtics here, but like, this is about as good as you're going to get from Tatum right now. And, and they still have, you know, lost a couple games. They should have won in crunch time and we'll see if that matters down the road, but it's, uh, it's hard to ask anything more of Tatum right now based on what, he, what you're seeing. Are, do you guys have a, like, where, where are you on the wary meter, the concern meter on a one to 10 scale with the Celtics? The 10 is, 10 is freaking out. 10 is the sky is falling. Uh, I'm like, I'm like a two. I'm not even approaching. Yeah. I'm not approaching anxiety. No, it's, it's like a three, two or three, like for, from, from my side, I, in my mind though, it's just like, you're, you're making stuff hard for you down the road with like losing games like you have. And I think, I guess my biggest concern right now is still the crunch time stuff is it never went away fully last year. It's been back in these two games against Cleveland where you have a, probably a better proven, you know, crunch time guy at the end of Mitchell um, that has had his way a couple of times against you. And then whether it's smart taking shots when he shouldn't or Jalen forgetting to call timeout after getting a rebound with three seconds left in the game. Um, like just the those that kind of decision making stuff. It's like, oh, we're learning how to win. Like Joe was those thing, that kind of stuff, which you get that that's like he's obviously not gonna be calling anyone out after a game, but it's like, no, you guys know how to win now. You you're a finals team. This shouldn't be stuff that comes up again and again and again, you know, at this stage of the process. Can I ask a quick question on that Jalen timeout? I was a lot going on in my house when that when that happened. <laughs> I, was someone so, sick? Well, yeah, it's different kinds of sick, but um so he did, and I know everyone's freaking out. He didn't call the timeout immediately, but then they still got side out. They called two timeouts there. They I didn't say in the broadcast. So like they called a second timeout to advance it. So they had the, the first okay. timeout was they got it under the basket and then they called another one to get it. Uh, gotcha. Luckily. I missed, I missed the second one. So, so, okay. So you wasted a timeout, but like for me that the, the Marcus, like that was, that was done by Jalen. Like maybe you can see him getting carried away on the road and all that. He still should know, but the, the Marcus smart shot, and maybe it's just on the heels of, you know, 
a few years of, of bad Marcus Smart shots, but that, that, that one really bothered me. Would I, I, really? I, I, I saw B Rob's clip and I was like, B Rob, back on the bullshit. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you're gonna defend, defend that shot right now you do get a little aroused when when mark i mean no like... this is i've been banging this drum for like eight years so like yeah obviously if you if you put out some live bait for me i'm gonna go for it but that was that was egregious defend that uh, shot you know, defend that shot you know, i mean clearly he thought he was fouled and if you look but at is the he gonna, replay he's never gonna get that call is like that oh, needs to be the most uh, important uh, thing now he's I, never I think, gonna get that call on a jump I, shot I don't know about- I don't know about all that. I mean, he probably was fouled. Like, if you look back on it, Donovan Mitchell does have his arm, like, when he goes up. He, he senses the contact. He goes up. I feel like that's a call watching the NBA that is whistled eight times out of ten. I get what was going through his head. And, frankly, he drew the foul on the possession previous on Jared Allen to give them that the ball right there. So, I'm just saying, like, it's Marcus. Like we're uh, how, like it's just this is who he is. Like let's just. Well, I, like, I, I get that part. No, no. Right. He's not, I'm not saying change. he's post criticism, but like this is just like who he is, and you just got to take the good with the not well, so good. Here's my question. I agree. Like this is this is it's like a to a far lesser degree of like a Russ Westbrook situation. Like he is what he is, the good and the bad. There's obviously far more good than bad with Marcus. Like as you referred to those charges last night, he took like he got him in that spot. But here's my thing now. This offseason, you got a guy named Malcolm Brogdon to like maybe take the onus off these situations and maybe could be in the game in that spot. So you have, oh, it's not Marcus Smart driving the lane while shooting, I don't know, 33% from the field this season uh, as a I whole. I would agree there. I, like, I looked at all time out, get Brogdon in the game. Yeah, when I was just watching the game, I was kind of curious as to Brogdon's minutes and if that was intentional for health related reasons and trying to manage his minutes for a long season. I don't know. Um, I was, that was a little curious to me. And then you see, what did he only play like 24, 25 minutes last night? I think. Yeah. Um, it was like pretty good in those minutes. So I, that was a little strange to me. And I feel like he should be in most crunch time lineups. Um, I don't know if it's instead of Marcus smart, but he should be in crunch time lineups. And I think Grant was getting those minutes if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and Grant was, okay for sure but and the Cavs are playing big so I get all that but um yeah Brogdon I would like to see Brogdon on the floor when it matters when it matters and that's why they brought him in you're right you're exactly right that's what's crazy too B-Rob you talk about Tatum being what he has been that the fact that they're that they're only four and three like Grant Williams has been as good as you probably could expect uh Derek White has been fucking unbelievable um 11 four and a half 4.2 shooting 40 more than 40 percent from three um i mean right now i mean you look at it like you have you got brogdon you got white you got smart if you're <laughs> i know this happens every year with marcus right we say this and then but he, you have he, two proven players there i with you rich like why, why isn't white and brogdon in that game to end the game if like they're playing better than smart this season which they are well they, I would they just certainly that- are if both of them were in the game instead of smart, Jared Allen just gets the ball on the block, posts up, dunk, and one, game over, and we're all going home. Okay, we're talking about this. Why, we're, but we're going can, could, Joe Mazzula, could, could Joe Mazzula <laughs> call a timeout after smart draws that charge and put him in the game? Joe Mazzula can obviously see into the future, and he knew that Jalen Brown was going to screw it up, and he needed two timeouts. That's clearly what's <laughs> going on here. Come on. Come on. My mistake. My mistake. That is, that is some chess right there. <laughs> That's a real advanced chess by Mazzula. But, yeah, so that is – I, that's one thing I'm watching, I think, 
more than anything else this year is that like the the late game the crunch time lineups there's a lot of options there to be had and i'm curious to see how that evolves over the course of time and whether white or brogdon find their way into that fold in place of smart or, or next to smart or if that just stays with status quo since obviously that's been the case so far i've got one other guy to worry about i want to throw out to you guys all right now mm. what do you think about al horford this season i've learned my lesson with al if he I, i'm ready to wait for, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to wait until the playoffs i think that he is at the stage right now 36 years old um i'm not worried about november december january I, if he's healthy i think that he's going to do enough come playoff time um i'm proud of you rich i'm proud <laughs> of you um you know Hor- yeah horford is i'm i'm i mean he looks good i don't know the numbers aren't like popping off the page shooting okay from behind the three point line moving pretty well like i don't i'm not I, I just honestly have a difficult time and I look, I feel this way about a few teams that have struggled at the gate. Like what happened to like, let's get concerned after 20 games. And also like, I'm not saying you're concerned, but like, like this team is just going to look so different when games matter. And I know it's a long regular season, but like, like Rob Williams coming back is going to make Al Horford look better. There's just like a lot of different things that are, going to happen over the next few months that make it so that I can't get too worked up about um, statistics or how a player looks, even though I think Horford looks fine. From what I've Well, seen. here, here's the number I'm worried about for statistics, 31 minutes per game. Like that's more than last, like that's a lot. And for a guy that you're playing at center right now, especially last night against Cavs, like they played him 41 minutes in the regular season game. Like, I mean, I, this is, Stuff where if you want to say he's not coming off a half season off in OKC right now, you're obviously you're you're in real big trouble if he ever gets hurt this year for a variety of reasons. And so I'm wondering, again, you're you're four and three and you're you're running out not to the ground, but like you're playing him probably more than you should, given like, they have three like, days they off. Can, they have two days though. off, but they, they're playing three and four. I mean, I assume he's not playing one of the back to backs here this weekend, but like, I don't know, like. Luke Cornett played three minutes last night. Like it's yeah. It's they saw to... Luke Cornett was did it the last time they played the Cavs though. And that's, I, I guess that was the issue. But no, I, th- I think like, why, why not dust off Blake? Like, right. Like you got, you got, you signed all these guys, like get, get Kevin Kelly up here. See what he give see if he can play 10 minutes to give you anything in one of these games. But yeah, it's like, if you sign all these bigs off the bench, like keep Al's minutes down as much as you can, especially when he's, when other guys are carrying you right now. I know, but at the same time, we talk about signing all these bigs, but then we're mentioning Luke Cornett. Yeah, right. (laughs) Late late 30s, Blake Griffin. Like I know. I mean Blake, Blake's been rough. And I love I think Blake has a role. I think I think especially talk again, you know, fast forward four or five months, playoffs. I think Blake's gonna have a little bit of a role like when when you get there. But on the day to day right now, and again, Cleveland's one of those teams where you would probably need to lean on Al a little bit more than uh, that's that's what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah, like that's that's probably a tough match we're gonna have in the East for for bigs. Who do you guys think is the second most important player on the Celtics? Like, who, which guy, if they are gonna reach their ceiling this year, needs to simultaneously uh, reach his ceiling along Jaylen. with Jason Tatum? You think it's Jalen? It's still Jalen for me. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm with Rob, Rob. Rob is my wild card on that. 
Yeah, that, that's fair. I do think that, like, maybe he... But what part of Rob's game do you feel needs to um, evolve beyond the ability to stay on the court? Well, no, I, I don't. I, I so it's more, it's more that it's it's like Rob needs to be on the court and at his best, and, and it can be as good as it was last year, right? I don't, I'm not saying we need to see like leaps and bounds from from Rob, but mm-hmm. you need you need the best case scenario of Rob Williams come playoff time for this team to do what it is capable of doing. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's a perfectly good answer to that question, and. He changes the whole complexion of the team. And I don't know how much their defensive woes are attributed to him not being healthy right now, probably a lot. Um, but when he gets back, they'll just look, they'll just look totally different. He made yeah, them invincible yet, last season. We've yet to see a, a, a lob out of the half court. I don't, right? <laughs> Has there been one this year compared to five a half when Rob yeah. is out there? Uh, it's tough to think. I think they may want on a fast break, but definitely not in the half court. I feel like that is that is Grant Williams and Al Horford have not been getting up for those. Um, he just makes. It, I mean, he's just going to make it so much better for like Brogdon, like oh yeah. ball hand. Like he just makes the game so much easier for everyone. So I'm looking forward to whenever he comes back. Small I doses. I say small doses, but Brogdon has been as advertised. It's a it's a pleasure to watch that guy play. Yeah, offensively, just so smooth. Um, I do have a Rob Williams team question that I want to hit you guys when we come back here in a second. But first, we're going to hear from our sponsor, Bet Online. With football being back, Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You can find the latest football odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf, and this NBA season going on right now. So head on to Bet Online. .ag to join, receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code CLNS50, receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. All right, here's my question when it comes to Rob Williams and like the big situation down the line. Big picture for this group now. The Celtics have these trade exceptions. They also have a movable contract in Danilo Gallinari that, you know, that, that can be there for salary purposes. Do you feel like getting big man insurance for Al and Rob should be like the number one priority heading, you know, when they make a trade down the line here based on what you've seen out of this team so far, or do you feel like there's another area of the roster you'd rather address with that? No, we need need a a big that can defend and rebound and just be big. This is my thought. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A big's big. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Like I feel like I feel like this team is super deep and to me at the end of the day who are you getting where it even matters if Rob goes down or if Forford has like a a serious injury at the worst possible time. Like I feel like those two players are so unique and so valuable to how the Celtics play where it's like who like who are you getting that can be a big who he can either stretch the floor vertically shoot threes or switch one through five or like who who is that person i don't i don't know chris Stapps porzingis <laughs> well I'll he give actually you looks name. really good i will no, he say looks, he looks he looks fantastic would you trade marcus and um i don't know and, and gallo and filler yeah i would i would not do that 
But I'll, I'll throw a name uh, that on a team that's winning too much right now. What would you, what about some, this guy's not going to spread the floor for you, but he could certainly protect the rim hurdle in San Antonio. Like that's an Love expiring that. contract. He's going to be available. We know San Antonio likes those first round picks and not even, he's not even be a guy who's playing much in the playoffs, but it's more of like, that's the guy you can win regular season games with. So you can rest Al and Rob as much as possible for when you need the most to have that kind of, you know, you know, insurance a first for Pirtle and Gallo's contract. You off Gallo's contract. You wouldn't do that. Uh, I would not do that personally. I, I would. So that's interesting. Cause I thought you, you, you were kind of a, a, a Pirtle guy. Yeah, I thought you were a Pirtle guy, Mike. No, I, I do like Pirtle, but I don't want to give up a first for someone who's not going to play in the playoffs. I don't care. Like I'm not doing that. I just don't think that's smart. And, and, and we don't think he, he can't, he's not a, his game does not align with, with NBA playoffs, I don't understand that. He seems like a guy that could contribute to me. Well, his lack of shooting, sure, right? There's nothing against Pirtle, but like you're, you guys are saying if Horford and Rob are healthy, yeah, like, like what, he, he plays ten minutes, minutes a game. He plays ten minutes a game in the playoffs. If that, like, like Grant the right at matchup. the five, I like Grant at the five more than Pirtle. Like in the like. Foul, Jakob, like he, he shoots like what is it, forty percent, thirty percent from the free throw line? Like yeah, that's not great. I just <laughs> like in, in a in a playoff series, I just feel like he'd be off the floor almost immediately. Like, interesting. I I don't. His playoff stats in Toronto Adams were not year. great. Yeah, I mean the playoff stats in Toronto were never great for him. Um, he did play a lot in San Antonio and in, in the twenty nineteen playoffs, but uh, yeah, I, I see like the flaws. A, the flaws are pretty big there. For a team that's like bled draft, um, draft assets and draft picks over the past few years to like lose another one um, for someone who really won't isn't likely to contribute, and you just said ten minutes a game, like that's not really enough for me. And I don't for, like in the NBA draft. finals, he's not <laughs> playing ten minutes a game. So, like, he's cool to like hack Giannis in a series, and he's cool to like get destroyed. Or not maybe not get destroyed, but like compete against Embiid potentially in a series. Like that's really cool to have him there, and maybe don't have to double so much. But like, I just don't think that that's worth it personally. No, that's do you fair. think it's? Do you think it's? It's was it surprising to you at all? And I guess we'll see how this shakes out, even if it does shake out. But that reportedly the Celtics weren't gonna ask for anything to to let Ime go. I mean, I, I guess I can understand them just being so ready to to wash their hands of having him even like technically on their payroll and that, but like, I don't know. You think they maybe could, could get a little bit from, from the nets. Yeah. The, more, uh, more the aggressive. optics of it are interesting. Like Mike, you feel like that's like getting something for a guy you suspended and you want to be gone with anyway, just like looks bad. I mean, the, I think the most you're going to get was like a second round pick. Um, oh, and is that. it like, is it worth that optics of that? But at the same time, then you have like, Marcus Smart coming to me like, I can't believe we're letting him go to the rival for nothing. Like, I guess that kind of fuels that viewpoint. But I mean, I'm not surprised that the if it's a second round pick or nothing, that's how this were probably like, here, go ahead. We don't have to pay out your contract. Like, see you later. Uh, yeah, yeah the- I'm not, I don't really, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you feel about know. the working theory that Brad Stevens is avoiding any uh, ridicule of his of his draft picks by just trading every draft pick and never having to make one? Ooh, 
Is that a conspiracy theory? <laughs> I just, I just, I just, <laughs> the, I just, the hot I just started it. It is now. Yeah. I don't know. I, was just I don't know. Some, I mean, taking some attention off of you may talk. I don't want to upset Mike. We'll have to see what JD Davidson <laughs> looks like in with the red claws. That'll be that's put some of Brad's picks under the microscope there. The number 55 picks. Oh man. Um, all right. I think we're gonna have to put a bow in it right there, guys. What do we have any? I mean, this is a lot of fun. It's great to see your face. Do we want to do a minute of do we want to do a minute of dad talk before we wrap up here, or, or does Rich have to go to you have to go to dad uh, duty right now, right? No, no, I have no dad duty right now. I have uh, gym duty. It's going to mm. work out. When you get to this wow. age, guys, it's very important. <laughs> it's very important to keep your body uh, the way mine looks right now, which is just like a <laughs> No, it, it, this is like a desperation. It was, it's, it's, it's dad bod emergency. Like, I got to start <laughs> taking care of myself a little bit more. So, yeah, I have an uh, appointment at the gym in like five Attaboy. minutes. Yeah, Attaboy. I'm actually yeah, hunting on. I'm I, th- I think I could help. Personal well-being. Yeah, I think I could help in the front court if I can just lose 10, 15 pounds. <laughs> Spread five, <laughs> stretch five. I've seen you on the court, Rich. Um, all right. Well, thanks everyone for listening for this fun reunion pod. Make sure you're checking out. Mike get his new home on the Ringer. Going forward here, make sure you're checking out Rich's uh, muscles as he works himself back in the shape here. We're gonna we're gonna revisit this in a month, Rich. We're gonna get an update on on the gym situation. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna post some some uh, topless shots on Twitter <laughs> when I'm done today. When I, when I'm like really swole. All right, keep keep posting for that. Follow Rich at Rich underscore Levine. Follow Mike at Michael V Pina. Rate review, subscribe to the pod, and uh, we'll be back with you guys next week.